What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to Indiana Sports Beat Radio, presented by Andy Morhonda of Bloomington and Southern Stone Restaurant. Works over the middle, second guesses, fires, throws, does he make the catch in the end zone? Yes! Touchdown! Hold a depot to win! Another one! He got Another it! One. Another one! Another one! Huge hole! He's at the 30! He's gonna go! 10, 5, touchdown! Jonathan Taylor! Works down by Burke, bounces into Cody, puts it up, scores! Now, from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios, here's your host, Jim Coyle. Hey, happy Tuesday, everybody. Uh, it's a Taco Tuesday. Welcome aboard. Uh, Kevin Brockway with me. As always, we'll have uh, Mike DeCourcy on today, Chronic Hoosier. A little, not as beautiful as, as it has been uh, the last, weather-wise. It's kind of, looks like fall out there, man. Except a little, a little misty. Play misty for me, Kevin. How's it going? Little, uh, little gray, uh, kind of a, kind of a gray, uh, foggy day. Uh, well, actually, I was driving home last night, and it was still daylight, and there was fog out. So that's the kind of I knew. So that's the kind of evening that was coming. But uh, you didn't hit any deer, did you? I did not. But man, oh man, dude, they're everywhere. Gosh, dang it, they are freaking everywhere. Um, you got to be very careful. Yeah, I've already been down that road a couple times. Hello, everybody. Hope you're doing well. Welcome aboard. Uh, looking forward to another fun show today. Glad to be back in studio. We'll hear from Tom Allen. Um, in addition to, uh, of course, Mike DeCourcy joining us in Chronic Hoosier. Uh, right now, I guess everybody's talking about uh, Indiana as, as far as football, the Indiana offense. It is a mess. Basketball is ready to get underway. Hoosier Hysteria. Kevin, uh, you were there over the weekend, I believe, right? Yeah, we uh, we both were there, right? Yeah, it was. Oh, absolutely. Um... It was, it was quite a, uh, quite, you know, quite an emotional. I thought, you know, Isaiah was uh, really good, you know, very emotional. What he said about Mike Woodson and him taking off the jersey for the last time and never wanting to let him down again and then winning the national championship in 81. That was a, a good story. Has that been told before or no? Not to my knowledge, but not only that, it's more importantly is that brings more connections for people. Uh, the Indiana basketball of, there's been fractures in Indiana basketball. There's no doubt. We've talked, talked about that many times. Uh, the different hires had brought change after Bob Knight. You know, at least even Mike Davis was an assistant to Bob Knight. So there was a connection. The players had a connection. But then once you made that next hire and then that connection was lost. And then even though Tom Crean did a – I think Tom Crean did a good job of trying to keep that and make that reconnect – but he still was not an Indiana guy, so it's harder to do. Uh, then Archie, Archie made zero attempt, and it really just went into the, the bucket. The whole deal did. Now you got a guy back who was right in the heart of it, who the early guys know him, the later guys know him. But he really seemed, Mike Woodson really seems to be a player's coach to me. In listening to him talk, in watching clips, being around him, 
He is just a chill guy. He's going to tell you what you need to know. He's going to tell you how to do it. Boom. I mean, it's a pretty simple formula. I do think, you know, yeah, he's got that relatability with players. But I still think in watching some of the video clips, I don't think he's a softy. I don't think that he – I think oh, he no, 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 no. I didn't mean to insert that because yeah. defense, the Bob Knight way on defense is going to be the only way. Yeah, yeah. So I do think that uh, – I think there's a good mix there. You know what I mean? But he's not a guy necessarily that uh, players dislike, which is a good thing. They're going to listen to him. They're going to – you know. But I think with anything, it comes down to the results on the court, right? If you have a plan and it's successful – People will go the extra effort and go the wall with you. As we saw in the previous regime, if you have a plan and it's not successful, then they're going to tune you out really quickly. So um, you better have a plan and the plan better work. I think that's that's the main thing. And, you know, the development and how long you keep that buy-in uh, is important. And I think what, what you want to see is progress. I mean, no one is expecting them to um, win the Big Ten the first year. I mean, that would be, you know, pie-in-the-sky thinking. But if you're competitive in the Big Ten – You've got a non-conference schedule that's certainly manageable that you can, uh, you know, uh, make some growth in and uh, develop a rotation, develop a little confidence with your players, and then you get into Big Ten play, and uh, that's when the kind of uh, the metal meets the road, so to speak. Absolutely, uh, and I think it's going to make that in of itself is is will make a difference. Just when people talk about, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, when you chant culture. The word that everybody likes to use that has become cliche, but it's still real. And that culture, oh, my God, you talk about one that needed to change in the end of basketball. And he is doing that from my viewpoint uh, on the outside. And he's doing it in the very way that you just spoke of. Uh, But he's also surrounded by people who know that Dane Fife. Very, very familiar with that same, same type system. So he's got that as a a backup. Then he's got two great recruiting and coaches in Coach Ya and um, Kenya Hunter. Kenya Hunter, who have just done a, a bang up job. Not the Danes not do it, will do also a great job. He's going to be a, I, I don't know who will be a better in-state recruiter, Dane or, or Woody. I mean, Dane may be it. Then Dane was has done pretty good for, for Michigan State, pulling kids out of Indiana, can you imagine now him going in and then having Woody to come in and and finish the sale? Yeah, and I think Dane has proven to be an evaluator too. There's more to recruiting than just stars, as we saw from the previous regime. It's about evaluating guys that can play in the Big Ten and that can uh, you know fit in the Big Ten and that have that Big Ten level of toughness, of skill level. Um, and Dane proved that at Michigan State in terms of, you know, getting players that fit the Big Ten and fit Tom Izzo's system, and I'm sure he's going to do the same with regards to getting players that uh, fit Mike Woodson's system. Yeah, so much of recruiting is not just about, you know, going on a website and reading stars. It's more than that. It's, you know, evaluating. I've seen it over the years. I saw it over the years of Florida basketball, evaluation development, um, the whole – and they got their share of five stars too and four stars, don't get me wrong. I mean – Billy Donovan did do that. Um, but I think when John Calipari came to the league in the SEC, uh, Billy got to be much better finding those hidden gems, uh, those guys, those three and four stars that he knew that he could develop um, into uh, into being better players Into by the time they were juniors and seniors. Absolutely. And then now you wonder next season, because Indiana's really – 
I think Indiana, and I follow them obviously a little closer than teams outside of the Big Ten, but they seem to really be holding holding the line on recruiting. They had not lifted on recruiting, even though the transfer portal is going to be a, a really big part of that, uh, I think. But they have continued, it seems like to me, they've continued to recruit as if the transfer portal does not exist. Yeah, and there's something to be said for that. You know, you don't always have to, I kind of like the idea of bringing in a guy as a freshman, bring him in your program, developing him. Um, you know, uh, but, you know, sometimes you get one and done. I mean, who knows what Shafino is going to be like? Is he going to be a, a, a dominant type point guard, combo guard type player? Or is he going to be a guy that sticks around for two or three or four years? I don't think you ever really know. Um, there's certain guys, unless you're like a Zion Williams or something like that, if you're a top five guy. But if you're a top 20, top 30 guy, you don't necessarily know if you're going to, you know, stick around a year, two years, three years. Um, but I think you kind of like that because – and basketball is a game of cohesion too. It's a team game, as you know. And I think a lot of these programs that dip into the transfer portal and, change, you know, Mike White is going through that now at Florida uh, to bring them up again, but he's turning over his roster every year. I don't think that's healthy. I think that you need a core. You need guys that kind of grow together um, and, and know one another. Um, because you you kind of lack chemistry that way, and and Baylor, listen, Baylor took some transfers too. They won a national championship. I know people will say that, but those transfers were in the system two or three years. They weren't just guys that you know hopped in for a year and then left. Well, the one and done method has proved to not work. It didn't. It did not work. And it worked was- in twenty twelve and twenty fifteen. It worked. I mean, it worked for Kentucky in twenty twelve, and it worked for Duke in twenty fifteen. But the last five or six years, yeah, one time out of. Twelve Kentucky did that for like 10, 12 years. Yeah. So if you if you have yeah if you have a transcendent talent in Anthony Davis, it will work. Uh, I mean, Duke had uh, who did Duke have in twenty fifteen? Justice Winslow. Um, I, I think in general, if you have if you talk to a lot of coaches, they'll tell you if you have three NBA players on your roster, uh, your chances of winning a national championship or making a deep run go up dramatically. If you have that level of a talent and. The back-to-back national championship teams in, in Florida, I know, had you know they had Noah Horford Brewer, and they won back-to-back national titles, and you had three lottery picks across the front line. If you have that level of talent, you're gonna you're gonna go places. But if you don't, then you have to build a team that's cohesive, you know, that's been together three or four years, and you can win a national championship that way too. That's what Villanova did with Jay Wright. So, or if you can have two NBA players on your team and not make the NCAA tournament, like Romeo Langford and um, Jawan Morgan. Yeah, Chawan's a borderline, though. I mean, he was a guy that... I'm just saying. Yeah. Didn't he make yeah. the tournament with two NBA players? Two NBA players, yeah. But, I mean, there are different levels of NBA players, too. And there are guys... And, listen, I give Juwan a lot of credit for going the hard way. I think when I'm talking about NBA players, I'm talking about probably first-round draft picks, really. Um, guys that are, you know, 1 through 26. That level of talent. Uh, let's see. Name and image likeness. I think the... That has changed. That will change guys leaving, like you talked about. I think that might we might see more two-year guys, like Tamar Bates. He, I think Tamar Bates is a perfect example of a kid that that he could be at Indiana for three. But I, I think that he's probably a two-year kid, depending on his development this year. But he's a perfect example. If you can get two years out of a kid in this – the way sports are today, I that level, I think you've done well. 
Uh, I think NIL will help them stay in that that extra year. They they want that extra year of college, the the experience. It's enjoyable. It's fun. You're at a, if, especially if you're a place like Indiana or a power or a, a blue blood school like that. It's going to be enjoyable. You're going to get paid. You're going to have fun. You're going to have a lot less stress. You're going to play a lot less games, and you get to have that college experience before going on to play for the rest of your life to where it will become work. Um, so I don't know. I think that the, the name is like this may help keep some of those guys around a little bit longer. Yeah. You might get a nice car or something like that. You know what I mean? A lot of these people, I sell Ohio state football players and stuff. They're getting these uh, lease deals, I guess, to publicize some of these car dealerships. I don't know if Indiana's going to do that maybe anymore or something, but that would be a good idea, right? I mean, absolutely. You, I'm sure that they will. You could you could do stuff like that, but I mean, it's it's um yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. But you know, it's still if you're if you're a projected lottery pick, that's still millions of dollars out there. You know, it's still a lot, a lot of money. So I think it depends on where you are. And listen, we don't know about Tamar Bates yet, but uh, he seems like a, a pretty nice player, really talented kid um, who will probably. Uh, you know, be in the rotation. And uh, it looked like when uh, Miller Cop was certainly out, I guess, at that, uh, you know, uh, we might call it, uh, if you noticed it, uh, Hoosier Steria, uh, Tamar was kind of in that first group, in that starting five group, um, which I, I thought was kind of interesting uh, as well. That shows you how highly they think of him, that uh, he's going to get, you know, and, and he got a lot of playing time in the Bahamas as well as one of the first guys off the bench. So. Absolutely. You know, I, and we've, I've had this conversation a couple of times, but I'll have it with you. You're, you're what I would consult, call a, a, an outsider, although it's time to take a break. <laughs> we'll do that uh, quickly because, see, who's coming up next? Mike's coming up next, next so we might as well go ahead and take one. But I did – I thought it was cool. I, I don't go uh, – you know, from a, even from a sports fan's perspective, not even a fan's perspective, I thought it was cool to see Isaiah Thomas, Mike Woodson, and Dane Fife in the Candy Stripes come out in the candy stripes, which is unusual because I've never seen Mike Woodson play. I didn't get to see Mike Woodson. I mean, uh, Isaiah play in college live. I saw him on TV, but that was it. So to see them, that, that was, I thought that was kind of cool and it, and it brought it back together. Yeah. Yeah. It was really neat. I remember watching that national championship game and that was the day that Reagan got assassinated, the assassination attempt. It was that same day. And they were talking about canceling the game, I remember, and uh, or postponing it. And uh, the uh, I just remember Isaiah going nuts in that national title game, uh, which was pretty cool to see. And uh, certainly, uh, you know, uh, a great a great talent and good to have him back in the fold. And, you know, that story he told about Mike Woodson and taking off his jersey for the last time and how he was never going to let his team down again, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, Chris mentions that uh, Victor and OG – Perfect examples. Victor came here as a, as a three star and left here as a number two lottery pick, man. So, yeah. and then Ross points out that uh, Romeo hit a game winner three last night. So, how about that? Uh, yeah, he really, I'm watching him in the playoffs. He's starting to develop there nicely with the Celtics. And Tony agrees that, yeah, they look great in candy stripes. Hey, let's take that break, man. Mike DeCourcy is going to join us next. We'll talk about all kinds of things, Ted Lasso included, since uh, Kevin said he, uh, Tweeted about that, but uh, hey, we're brought. Make sure you visit our good friends at Southern Stone Restaurant. Whether it's a celebration or just a relaxing night away from the kitchen, try something fresh and new. Southern Stone Restaurant, located at the corner of Rogers and Patterson in Bloomington, they're open for lunch and dinner. Southern Stone offers comfort food with a southern charm. Enjoy the outdoor patio or inside with a view. 
Southern Stone has great food, knowledgeable bartenders, and you can catch the IU football and basketball coaches show there each week. Southern Stone Restaurant. No coaches show this week, though, which would be tomorrow night uh, because of the bye week. So, But you can still go to the restaurant. Make sure you check it out. Back with Mike DeCourcy after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Andy Morhonda of Bloomington and Southern Stone Restaurants. Whether you're looking for a relaxing night with the family, meeting for lunch, hanging with friends, or on the golf course, Sam's Restaurants has multiple locations and something for everyone. Sam's Restaurant in Fishers has homemade coffee cakes and much more. Sam's Place in Broad River has wings, tender steaks, and seafood. Sam's Ale House in Carmel and on 86th Street in Indy have a long list of craft beers and all of the right foods to go with. Plan a day on the links at Eagle Point in Bloomington, then stay for dinner at Sam's Clubhouse. Sam's Restaurants, professionals in the art of food and drink. We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let doctors Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. Whether it's a celebration or just a relaxing night away from the kitchen, don't make the same old choices. Try something fresh and new. Southern Stone Restaurant at Rogers and Patterson in Bloomington is open for lunch and dinner. Southern Stone offers comfort food with Southern charm. You can sit on the outdoor patio or the spacious inside seating, knowledgeable bartenders with classic drinks, and you can catch the IU basketball and football coaches shows at Southern Stone Restaurant each week. Southern Stone Restaurant, located at Patterson and Rogers in Bloomington. Running a business is filled with pressures and banking shouldn't be one of them. I'm Dane Chandler, commercial officer with Banterra Bank and we want to be your financial partner. We know that the cost of starting, growing, or acquiring a new business can stretch beyond what you have saved. That's why we offer a variety of financing solutions including SBA loans for small businesses. Give me, Dane Chandler, a call at 812-401-4323 to get started. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Hello, everybody. Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat. When I'm not covering the Hoosiers, you can find me at Bubba's 33 in Clarksville, located on the northeast corner of I-65 at Veterans Parkway. Bubba's 33 has hand-tossed pizzas, bold burgers, and ice-cold beer from a select list of local craft brewers. An incredible food selection, all made fresh daily. Whether you're meeting the team for that post-win meal in the family dining area or meeting friends for happy hour to watch the game on one of Bubba's 50 TVs, Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. If you're in the market for a new Honda, Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington has the deals for you. How about a brand new 2021 or 2022 Honda Pilot? All the trims for 0% APR financing over 48 months and $0 down. Or how about a brand new 2021 Honda Passport? Also 0% APR financing over 48 months and $0 down. Get more to your door with AndyMoreHonda.com. Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington. Today's guest is brought to you by Reynolds Family Dentistry of Sellersburg. You need a million-dollar smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you'll get with Reynolds Family Dentistry. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington and Southern Stone Restaurant. Hey, welcome back on this 
Ooh, it's a uh, great Tuesday, but that's okay. Mike DeCourcy's with us. We'll brighten it up. Kevin Brockway as well. Mike, how are you, sir? I am well, gentlemen. How are you? Cannot complain, man. Uh, we've got a bye week, so uh, I'm looking <laughs> forward to doing nothing this weekend. <laughs> Although I'm supposed to go visit my daughter. That's not true completely. I'm supposed to go visit my daughter, who is at Ole Miss, a freshman Ole Miss. I'm like, oh, this will work out perfect. They've got a home game. They're going to play Arkansas. I'm going to go down and see the Grove and all that good stuff. And then the Big Ten decided to have basketball media days this Thursday and Friday and threw a big old wrench in my deal. And I'm like, golly. What time's, so, what time's the game in Minis- at, at Ole Miss? Uh, I'd have to look it up. It's on Saturday. But I'm like, man, that's a long drive from Indianapolis to old Oxford, Mississippi on Friday night just to get down there to – say hi and bye so it is a noon game that kind of that kind of yeah. that kind of wrecks your plans i can yeah, see that, that that makes it a little bit rougher but yes, uh, if it was a night game i would call you soft but it, it <laughs> noon game, I'm, I'm i would still do it yeah because I'm, I'm looking forward to that what an environment that is that is and i've heard about but i've never seen firsthand looking forward to it right uh, so thought it was going to work out just not but that's par for the course speaking of which big 10 basketball media day is coming up this week uh, it's kind of j- jumping upon us because they kind of sprung it on us a little late and then football's in full swing right now. And it's, it's like, man, I, I kind of keep forgetting about it. Uh, but this Thursday and Friday, big 10 media days will be happening at the uh, Gainbridge Fieldhouse in Indianapolis. Uh, so that's kind of a big deal. It is, it, you know, it, 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 it's such a big change from a year ago when, you know, uh, we lost the NCAA tournament. And that was that was terrible. And then this is a for me, this is a fun day. I mean, I know it's a lot of work and everything, but it's so cool to be back in that environment with a lot of people that I really like. Uh, I I really like the coaches in the league and a chance to be around them and a chance to be around all my friends in the media and meet some players and, and, you know, get a chance to interact a little bit uh, with those who we haven't met before or. Uh, or to you know to get reintroduced to people that we've spoken to in the past, it, it's it's a, it's a great it, well it, in the past it's always been a great day. Now it's going to be a great couple of days. Uh, in in the past, of course, we'd always driven or flown to Chicago, and it had been traditionally at a, a hotel near the O'Hare Airport. This time, bringing it to the Gainbridge Fieldhouse. Uh, I think they really liked the experience of the great visuals that were present at Lucas Oil, which is a beautiful building. And as we've discussed before, the now Gainbridge Fieldhouse is one of the most attractive arenas, modern arenas in all of basketball. So to have them in that environment, to have all the players and all the coaches in that environment, it's going to be it's going to be a really nice couple of days. Yeah, I would be shocked if the Big Ten does not permanently move the football media days to Lucas Oil. And I'd be surprised if they don't continue this format in basketball. And I won't say in Indianapolis at Gainbridge, because I know that they like being in Chicago and they've got the United Center that they could use there. Um, So I could see them rotating it back and forth or keeping it in Chicago. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering why that they did it in India instead of Chicago. Since they're going, they could have gone to the United Center, but I'm glad they did. Trust me. It's a much more centralized location, and I'm being selfish, of course, because it's a little over an hour for me, but um, I hope it stays there. 
Well, I think the reason it's uh, there this year is because it's going to be the, the basketball tournament, the men's basketball tournament is going to be here in Indy this year. So that, that explains it. Remember when uh, the tournament in 2017, was it? Yeah. 2017, we went to DC and they had it at a hotel uh, in the DC area. 2018, uh, they had it in New York. Uh, so, uh, all of that sort of, you know, at that time it was at the garden. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, that I don't believe if I remember correctly that we used the garden floor, we used the, the, uh, if I remember right, I could be wrong about this. I thought we used, uh, like the back part of, of the garden to do the work. So, uh, you know, I think it's, I think it's really cool to do it on the floor. I, 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 I had a great time at, uh, at football media day. It was my first, it was, that was really my first ever football media day. Uh, I, I, I've been in this for a long time and, and I've covered uh, college football for 15 years of my career. And I, I covered Penn state and they weren't in a league. So they didn't have uh, football media day uh, when I covered, when I covered them most of the time that I covered them. And then sec media day uh, I didn't do because uh, we had two people that were ahead of me on the SEC food chain in Memphis. So I never had to do that before. So it was really neat to see it at, uh, at Lucas Oil and, and to be around all the football people and, and in, a, in a different environment. Uh, and so I, I really like the idea of doing this uh, in this way rather than in a hotel. I, I like the whole deal where they put you at a round table and you get a chance to move from place to place to place. I thought that was really good. When I went to Madison Square Garden in 2018, I guess it was technically 2017, but when I went to Madison Square Garden in the fall of 2017 for Big East Media Day. They had the players at little uh, press conference tables, so to speak. And I, I, I found that less inviting than the round table environment. We'll see what, I don't, I don't know what the Big Ten's plan is, but I, I hope they keep that part of it, the part where you can sort of move from place to place and get and, and maybe make the players a little bit more comfortable than they are when they're seated behind what's essentially a podium. Yeah, it's a lot. I enjoy it because you get to have a little bit of access that you normally don't get to have. You get to have a conversation, a face-to-face, uh, whether it's sitting down at a table. I remember when even when it was in the hotel a couple of years ago up in Chicago last, I remember sitting at a table with Tom Izzo at a big old round table, Yep, which was great because you feel like you're sitting at a table just having a conversation uh and they seem to get into that you know i'm sure they're always protective of what they're saying but they well tom Izzo, he's always going to give you the, the stuff anyway but it's just it just feels better uh, it, it's it's a lot better you, you feel like you're getting much better reporting what's much better questions and answers and all that and um and i think it just provides better opportunity for the fans as well. And I think it all around, it's just uh, a better experience for the, for the players as well. I think it's good for them to get out. Um, especially now you've got NIL and all this stuff. So it all goes into that and everybody's branding and, uh, all that good stuff. So there's, yeah, I'm, I'm really curious about a lot of different things that we can sort of get a handle on too. Uh, I think maybe the most interesting question of all is, Purdue has Travion Williams, who's an all Big Ten level player. And they have Zach Eady, who was one of the best players at the U19 uh, World Championships uh, this past summer playing for Canada. Uh, and they both play the same position, more or less. And how do, how do can you play them both at the same time? I, I can't wait to hear 
what Matt Painter has to say about that to all of us in the media, what his answer to that question is. How do you do that? How do you play essentially two singers at the same time when the game is moving 180 degrees away from that pretty much everywhere? I think that's a fascinating question that he's got to address and, and not just for us, but, uh, but for himself when, when, he, when he goes to practice every day. I asked him about that, you know, over the summer for Blue Ribbon, and um, he talked a lot about defensively how hard it is for Travion to, you know, get out on fours and so forth. Like that would be the issue of playing them at the same time. You'd be you put yourself in a bind defensively uh, because so many players are playing, you know, uh, one out, you know, four out, one in. It's it's just he would have to be so much more accountable defensively on the perimeter to be able to do that. Yeah, it's offensively, it's not a big deal because you post. Travion on one yeah. block, you keep Edie on the opposite block. And and because he's so tall, um, yeah, guys can get in his way, but he's still going to get his share of weak side rebounds. So I, I and if they double, if they double Travion with the big, uh, he just he could just throw it up at the rim and Zach can go get it. So offensively, it's not a huge issue, but defensively, exactly why uh, it's exactly why it's a problem. And, you know, honestly, uh, yeah, defensively, um, that's it. You know, that's an issue for a lot of the bigs in uh, in the Big Ten. We, the, the league has some tremendous big men, and guarding them is a challenge for everybody. Hunter Dickinson, Kofi Coburn. It's really not easy to do. But then those guys got to deal with defensively, and we saw in the Loyola game for Kofi Coburn, uh, he became essentially useless defensively uh, because. Uh, Loyola was using their terrific center in the high post and and, at the, uh, and above the key, um, and Kofi was kind of stranded. Yep. And so you 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 can see where uh, for for all of the bigs in the Big Ten, especially Kofi, because he has such great potential. Otherwise, he's got to work on his defensive ability, not just at the rim where he can swat down shots at will, but his ability to move his feet along the perimeter if he if he can do that he can play in the nba for a dozen years if he can't he's gonna he's gonna struggle to get time and that underscores the other issue with trace jackson davis too which is why he has to develop a little bit of a perimeter game so you can draw kofi out you can draw hunter dickinson out and it just opens up the floor so much more and if he can do that that will help immeasurably because uh i mean how many times did we see kofi coburn last year against indiana just Take over defensively just because he was able to park in the park in the you know block and and, and block shots left and right. Yeah, it, it became a particular teams became a real problem. I think more than anybody. I think I think Trace is really happy that Miles Johnson transferred to UCLA. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he had enough of that guy. His uh, Miles's great length and and strong lower body. It was really hard for Trace to go against him in the post. You know, for for Trace professionally as well. I mean, he's not going to make a living in the NBA as a six, nine low post center, he has to be able to step away from the goal and make shots. And I think that that's, I, I think it's in his ability to do that. Uh, does he have to make a ton of threes? Not necessarily. Uh, there are guys, his size in the league uh, that, that are, you know, not necessarily great three point shooters, uh, but that uh, have the ability to handle the ball, which trace does. Uh, to, to be able to pass the ball, which Trace does. You look at Bam Adebayo, um, you know, he's essentially almost a point guard at times for Miami. And I think Trace can do a lot of the same things as Bam. He doesn't have Bam's physical strength 
but he's got a lot of skill. And I think he can do some of those things. But again, Bam is not necessarily a deep, deep shooter a ton of the time. But he is an effective uh, player in the lane and above the above the free throw line. And I think that that uh, developing those kinds of uh, offensive skills uh, would really help Trace. I agree, and I'm looking forward to uh, seeing how they bring that together as we get closer. We had Hoosier Hysteria uh, this past uh, Saturday. It was very cool. I, some people have talked about it, but I, I really, from a, a sports fan's perspective, I enjoyed seeing Isaiah Thomas, Mike Woodson, and Dane Fife in candy stripes for Indiana. It, it To me, it sent a message uh, to the fan base. That's what they were trying to do. And I, and I thought that they were successful in that, but in doing what has not happened for several years, there's been a big fracture that obviously got really a uh, chasm that got really big during Archie Miller. But it, even though Tom Crean tried, he really did. He made the effort to, to, to bring stuff together, but he was not an IU guy. And I just don't think that he was quite successful in doing that. But now you've got someone who is an IU, who was a Bob Knight guy and all that stuff. And it seems like they're bringing it back together. And Isaiah Thomas was a great selection and his speech was pretty cool uh, that he gave as well. So I thought that it was a really good night for Indiana to start their, the, the, the regrouping of, of that program. Yeah. I think where Arch, and I think Arch came in with the idea that, what had a lot of what had gone wrong with Indiana over the course of the several years prior to him in, was involved with the state's high school coaches uh, and the state's uh, summer coaches, and that he and his staff spent an inordinate amount of time repairing that, and they were very effective at that. They did a great job at fixing that fissure, uh, but it, it, it he had a couple of obstacles. Uh, he he. He was left with some players that didn't really suit him, but he didn't run them off. Uh, they didn't recruit perimeter offense well enough. Uh, they got stuck in the league that was the deepest the Big Ten had ever been, and they were right on that fence where, you know, in a in a in an ordinary year like this year, where you got a lot of really good teams, but then you got some bad teams that you should be able to beat. Um, I think he could have maybe succeeded, but because that never worked out. Uh, it, you know, it was hard on him and Arch is not, uh, the dynamic personality that can win you over with that, you know, with like a Calipari where he, he can talk you into liking him. Um, you know, Arch is going to have to win over a, a program on wins and losses. That's who he is. And he didn't win enough games here to win over the fans. So, you know, look, all the other stuff is cool. Um, you know, I, but the number one thing that Mike has to do is win basketball games. And the rest of that stuff's not going to matter. But say, having said that, what he what's he done to try to get himself in position to win basketball games? You know, he recruits uh, Miller. Uh, he he accepts. I don't know what the what the proper verbiage. <laughs> he, he 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 attracts in some way, shape, or form. Maybe just his presence. Miller Cop to come from Northwestern to give them uh, the kind of perimeter shooting threat that they haven't had. Uh, he hire he and Indiana hire a coaching staff that that understands some of what I talked about before that uh, that connection between IU and the state's coaches that's so important and, and that you know I, obviously uh, personified most by Dane Fife um, they you know IU make sure that there's someone to help 
Mike, with, by hiring Thad Mata to understand the ins and outs of just being a college coach, uh, not necessarily being a coach. He knows how to coach, but the ins and outs of being a college coach. So everything that's happened from, and then they go to Bahamas, which was a very wise move to be able to get themselves together before they had to. Uh, that uh, took that opportunity and were able to get some games and some practices. So all of that's putting them ahead of where they should be in a lot of ways in the first year of a new coach's regime. And I think it's, uh, but, but I'm not, not ahead of where they need to be because remember, Mike's not a young man. I mean, and IU has, uh, you know, a, a window here with, with some very, very good players that they need to take advantage of. Uh, and so they need to be ahead of, where they would be if they hired a coach who was relatively new to the profession or relatively new to the highest level. We got to take a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to talk about Ted Lasso, man. Uh, Kevin said uh, he saw a tweet, so we'll talk about that. Take a quick break. Mike Moore with uh, great Mike DeCourcy right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Andy Morhonda of Bloomington and Southern Stone Restaurant. Whether it's a celebration or just a relaxing night away from the kitchen, don't make the same old choices. Try something fresh and new. Southern Stone Restaurant at Rogers and Patterson in Bloomington is open for lunch and dinner. Southern Stone offers comfort food with Southern charm. You can sit on the outdoor patio or the spacious inside seating, knowledgeable bartenders with classic drinks, and you can catch the IU basketball and football coaches shows at Southern Stone Restaurant each week. Southern Stone Restaurant, located at Patterson and Rogers in Bloomington. If you're in the market for a new Honda, Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington has the deals for you. How about a brand new 2021 or 2022 Honda Pilot? All the trims for 0% APR financing over 48 months and $0 down. Or how about a brand new 2021 Honda Passport? Also 0% APR financing over 48 months and $0 down. Get more to your door with AndyMoreHonda.com. Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington. The 2021 golf season is just around the corner. Book your next outing or get your membership from the Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. Just call 812-824-4040. And whether you're playing golf or not, you'll want to check out the new Sobs Clubhouse. It's open to the public for lunch or dinner, and the food is fantastic. Call 812-824-4040 for reservations or tea times. The Golf Club at Eagle Point and Sobs Clubhouse. A winner every time. Hello, everybody. Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat. When I'm not covering the Hoosiers, you can find me at Bubba's 33 in Clarksville, located on the northeast corner of I-65 at Veterans Parkway. Bubba's 33 has hand-tossed pizzas, bold burgers, and ice-cold beer from a select list of local craft brewers. An incredible food selection, all made fresh daily. Whether you're meeting the team for that post-win meal in the family dining area or meeting friends for happy hour to watch the game on one of Bubba's 50 TVs, Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. Whether you're looking for a relaxing night with a family, meeting for lunch, hanging with friends, or on the golf course, Psalms Restaurants has multiple locations and something for everyone. Psalms Restaurant and Fishers has homemade coffee cakes and much more. Psalms Place in Broad River has wings, tender steaks, and seafood. Psalms Ale House in Carmel and on 86th Street in Indy have a long list of craft beers and all of the right foods to go with. Plan a day on the links at Eagle Point in Bloomington, then stay for dinner at Psalms Clubhouse. Psalms Restaurants, professionals in the art of food and drink. 
The baseball season is entering the home stretch of the college and pro football seasons are ready for kickoff. Leroy's Tavern has every big game with the MLB and NFL ticket on any one of their many flat screen televisions throughout the bar. Watch every game and enjoy $1 Bush Light beer on Sunday, Monday, and Thursday throughout the season. Daily lunch specials are just $5 and that includes a sandwich, chips, and a non-alcoholic drink from 10 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. Monday through Friday. Leroy's Tavern, a West Side tradition at 2659 Mount Avenue. You've always been there for me. You helped me count pennies from my piggy bank. You helped me pick out my first car. And helped me buy my dream home. And I know you'll continue to be there for whatever my future holds. Because you're my BFF. Banking friends forever. Right now, get free checking with online banking. And all the products of big city banks with hometown service. With First Federal, you can do that. This segment is brought to you by Aurora Specialty Sleep Clinic. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle. Presented by Andy Morhonda of Bloomington and Southern Stone Restaurant. Hey, welcome back. Indiana Sports Beat brought to you by, this segment brought to you by Aurora Specialty Sleep Clinic. Does you or anyone you know have a sleep problem, an apnea, sleep apnea, snoring? And you need to go see our friends at Aurora Specialty Sleep Clinic in Indy. Former dentist and IU basketball player Steve Green, Bob Knight's first recruit, along with Brian Evans, are waiting to help you get the sleep you need. Very cool, compact device like a teeth whitening tray. It works for me. I can guarantee it that it works for me. Go try it for you. Aurora Specialty Sleep Clinic located at 4745 Statesman Drive, Indianapolis, or find them at aurorasleep.com. Back with Mike DeCourcy and Kevin Brockway here on Indiana Sports Beat. Ted Lasso, man, is just one of the most popular shows of the last year. They won the Emmys. They won uh, Jason Sudeikis won an award. Uh, had Hannah Waddingham, who plays the owner, uh, won an award. And my favorite, uh, Brett Goldstein, who is Roy Kent, uh, of course, won an award. Did you? He was not originally cast for that role. He was writing for that show and turned into he i think he was a comedian but he ended up I, I can't remember if they said they had someone else cast for that role but he was not originally cast for that role i'm like man i can't imagine anybody else playing that that role of his he's no perfect. he's he's tremendous and 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 has been the best part uh he, he still remains the best part of season two uh which i i i wrote a tweet on sunday night i think it was that I, I've been overall disappointed in season two. I think they're I think they're trying way too hard uh, to force uh, conflict and and that sort of thing. It, the, the 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 season was a very the first season was a, was a really breezy, inventive, fresh, uh, optimistic idea, and they felt I guess they felt like they had to make some grand artistic statement. And I think they've fallen short in a lot of areas. Uh, there, there's still a lot of funny stuff because the people who are doing the show are brilliantly funny and the there there is a if you have not seen uh, all of season two yet there is a scene in there is a there is a funeral uh in i think it's episode 10 uh that that it, you know i mean there's like 17 different things that are hilarious about it but once one specific to men uh and their fashion choices that is just absolutely dropped down hilarious and but and so there's still stuff like that but i think by and large that the 
that the uh, general tone of the of the season has been overly ambitious. And I, I, I'd rather them be moderately ambitious and remain hilariously funny uh, than to be overly ambitious and for the humor to just sort of sneak through the cracks here and there. Yeah, I, I'm enjoying a lot of most people. Are. I thought I'd finished the season, but apparently I, I knew that I it didn't seem like I had. But the episodes are apparently not showing up on what I'm looking at. But uh, I'm going to have to go back and, and track that down. I'm looking forward to, to seeing what all is, is happening because I'm missing it. But I, I've enjoyed the heck out of it. And I used to not be – could not stand soccer. I probably told you that before until I my daughter, who played all through high school, played. And – I remember taking her to a game. It was in Louisville at the time, a, a competitor of the Indy 11 at that level, and watching these guys. And I was up close and personal and seeing, not that they run, how freaking hard that they were running. And I was like, damn. I mean, not stop. And I'm like, oh. And then I got it. Um, you have to see it in person and not, and not a, a no offense but not a boys or girls high school game or, or a low-level team, which that'll be fun for the little kids. But if you really want to see what it's about, you've got to see a professional team. And, and, and I would actually say that that level right before the top level, because those guys are all trying so hard to get up. Uh, right. But it is – you see the athletic, athleticism. You see uh, how hard that it is. It is not easy – um, and that's where I gained a different perspective. And I think I know I started enjoying it more than my daughter did. She didn't watch soccer. She, <laughs> I guarantee you, she never watched a soccer match in her life. And she played for all those years. And I'm always, Hey man, did you see so-and-so's playing? No, I'm like, I'd be what I'd find myself watch, watching a soccer match where before I couldn't stand it. But once you learn it and learn, you have to learn the rules. Um, and I still, I'm not in favor of the of the uh, offsides rule. I'm like, hey man, it's your job to to cover me. If you don't cover me, that's on you. So I don't, I don't understand that one. Uh, and if you're not, it's, familiar the with offside rule offsides, exists so that like guys don't stand right by the goal, and there's and there's never any action. It's the same in hockey. Like you'd never move. And so it, it makes it a flowing game instead of a static game. I think you should be forced. You have to go across the center line. And then once you do that, you're free. And it's up to the defender to, to keep track of you, man. Here's an interesting thing. What if you had offsides in basketball? You wouldn't have those cherry pickers. You know what I mean? Those guys that are. Well, that's what he's for, talking about. That's only game. useful in pickup basketball. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, 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 I will say that uh, that if you are interested or getting interested, the, the United States men have three games in the next seven or next nine days now, starting Thursday uh, in their World Cup qualifying cycle. They start they, Thursday. They play in Austin, Texas against Jamaica. Then they go to Panama for a game Sunday night. Uh, and then uh, next Wednesday, I believe it is, mm-hmm. they play in Columbus against Costa Rica. So uh, you've got uh, you've got a chance to really get interested and engaged in a team that, uh, that most of the people listening would have a, a vested interest in. And I didn't plan on talking much about soccer, but it seems like the support has plateaued for soccer, or at least for high-level soccer in the United States. And I think that's mainly because the men aren't winning. 
if you don't win, you don't draw attention. But it seems like it's plateaued, I should say. I don't know. I mean, when you think about it, think about the number of new major league soccer teams that are coming online. Uh, you know, Nashville is two years old, I think now. Uh, we've got St. Louis coming. We've got Charlotte coming. Uh, it, there continues to be interest in the, in the sport around the country. Uh, you know, there's, you know, there's a lot of angst about the men's team because they didn't qualify for the world cup in 2018. Uh, and you, you, I'll tell you how, how extreme the angst is. I mean, okay. So, they, 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 they only are allowed to field, you know, 11 players uh, and, and then make five subs during the game. So that's 16 players you essentially need to have. And I think game day rosters, I'm not sure. I think they're, I think they're 20 for this, for this round of qualifying. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but they, they, they called 27 players to camp for these three games. Uh, and then one of them, John Brooks got injured. He, he's a, he's a, the most experienced defender on the team did not have a good window in September, but he's the most experienced defender. So the U S soccer said, well, we're not going to call anybody else in right now because we've got four guys to play the the, only two spots and we've got three games. And if somebody gets hurt or sick or whatever, we can just call somebody up, but they are going crazy on Twitter because they're not calling anybody up to be the fifth center back. So the interest is still there is still passionate uh, they're getting, it, it's it, it, in many cases over the edge. Uh, and I, I, I can see what you're saying about the growth of the sport. Um, but remember the growth of soccer interest is fractured in so many different directions, women's game, uh, women's pro league, uh, women's overseas, uh, you know, women's champions league starts today. That's people are talking about that. You've got the men in Spain, Italy, England, France, Germany, that had all of whom have some following here, plus Major League Soccer. So I think the difference is there's not one central place where it all funnels into. Uh, and I think that's why you might think that, uh, that the interest has plateaued. And I'm trying to get a grip as a novice. The Premier League has 20 teams in it. 20 teams. And what's the league below that where you get relegated to? It's called Championship. The championship league. So the championship league is the lower level. I sound like yeah, that's Ted the next level. I sound like yes. Ted Lasso right now. So the yes. championship league is not your top league. <laughs> yes, it is funny. It is funny that they call it that because it sounds more important. But, you know, I guess you have to dissect the English language. Is premier better than championship? I don't know. But that's how it is. So it's premier championship. And then I don't know what they call this, the third division. Who knows? And then in the United States, it's is it still the North American Soccer League? Uh, in the United States, it's the U- USL, the United Soccer League. So, so it's USL, uh, and they have a USL one and a USL two. Uh, so is that the same as the Premier League and Champions League? The difference is the, the difference. No, the Championship. Don't confuse Championship with Champions League. Uh, the the uh, the difference in in the United States is that there is no relegation. Uh, so although those leagues exist as minor leagues. Uh, just minor leagues. You can't get out uh, that way. You can get out the other way, going out of business, but you can't go out and get out. Uh, let's see. So, is the USL top level comparable to the Premier League? Oh gosh, no, no. <laughs> Are they comparable no. to the Champions League? No, 
Wow. I mean, no. I mean, the, the soccer here is not as good as it is over there. You're getting right, confused. No, the that. USL is actually level two, Jim. The MLS is the top level. MLS is the top level, yeah. USL is soccer. below the MLS. The USL is below. That, there, it's this, it would be the figurative similar uh, to the championship, but it's not as good. Yeah. Well, I'm, like in the, so in the United States, what is the top? top Major team? League Soccer. Yeah, MLS, yeah. MLS. That's okay. So that's what is that comparable to the Premier League? Yes. It well, it, it in form, but not in in function, but not in form. So will they be comparable to the Champions League? No, Champions League is the best of all the European leagues. Oh, I thought that was the relegated teams. No, that's that's the championship. This oh. is this is really a good skit we're doing here. It really this is, is because, and, and, and think yeah. that this is fake. It's not. I sound like Abbott and Costello, and, yes. and he's yeah. he's the straight man, and I'm the comedian without trying to be comedian because I'm just dumb. <laughs> How about so this? The second level, behind the scenes, second level England, second level England soccer is it comparable to MLS or no? Well, well, I guess where I was trying to go is will there ever be a like World Series? There, technically, there is. There, it's called the Club World Cup, and it is the winner of the Champions League, the CONCACAF Champions League, the Asian Cup champion, I think they call it. What, uh, what the South America, is it Copa? Is it, do they take Copa Libertadores or Sudamericana? I don't know which one, but they, so it's all of those. I, I, uh, what, what, um, that's exactly, Forrest, you're right on. Um, it, it's, it's, it, it, they take all those and in, the, in, the, in past years they've played the tournament in late December, early January. Uh, it only takes about a week, ten days to play the tournament, uh, so it's not really as involved as some others. But so they do have it. It's never been that big a deal. Uh, like the the team that wins the Champions League from Europe goes over and sort of like, like, do we really have to be here? You know, we got ten other things we're more more worried about. And then for others, like the Asian champion, a South American champion, or uh, the CONCACAF champion, they're really into it because it's their chance to prove themselves against the best. Yeah, I, I, I know people will say, well, it's just too difficult to understand. Well, it's really not because if you were over there, you would understand it just like you understand the difference between the NBA, the G League, the uh, NCAA, uh, whatever else is going on. You just know those things because you're here. We Jim, I didn't know any of this stuff when I was 30 years old. I had no, I didn't, I didn't know any of it. And I got hooked on the World Cup in 1990. Uh, and then I, and, and so then to me, it was almost, it was like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm 30 years old and it's like I'm six again because I'm learning all this stuff that I don't know. It, it, that's why for me, soccer was really fun to learn about. Like when I first learned about baseball when I was six or seven. Uh, and I, you know, I learned about batting average and RBIs and all that kind of stuff and the world, you know, the World Series, et cetera, et cetera. And then they created the playoffs. I, I'm old enough to remember when there you know, were no playoffs. There was no NLCS. Uh, so, I, you know, I, I think that for those who say it's too complicated, to me, it's more like this is a chance to experience something you've never experienced and to learn something that you've never thought about learning about. And and I will say that the one thing about soccer that I can't say about any other sport, it's taken me literally around the world. I've been to Germany, England, France, all to see games. I've been to Brazil to cover the 2014 World Cup. Can't say that about hoops, man. As much as I love hoops, it didn't get me to Brazil. 
so uh, th- there's that as well, that the appeal of getting a chance to travel a little bit and experience other sporting cultures that really is a cool, uh, a cool part of being, becoming a soccer fan. Who is your favorite team? Liverpool uh, in England. And that was, uh, I got a chance to go there in 2013 as an anniversary present for my wife. And it was absolutely magical. Oh, second place Liverpool. Got a good team. Really good. They team. Have a, they don't have names. Anymore. I'm like, they don't have uh, nicknames, do they? It's just. Technically, Liverpool. no. They, some of the teams have nicknames. They call themselves like Liverpool is the Reds, uh, Manchester United, the Red Devils. Um, so they like Wolverhampton Wanderers call themselves Wolves. So they're different uh, teams have little nicknames, but technically they don't. The Liverpool FC is the name of the club, unlike the Cincinnati Reds, who are the Cincinnati Reds. The world, as far as the World Cup, I think that's bad for novice soccer fans in the U.S. to watch because it puts a very bad taste in your mouth. The early games were all the flopping that goes on. That is just maddening. I know that is a part of soccer, but it, when I, before I was really into, I was like, it drove me nuts. I'm like, keep playing. Leave that guy on the ground. Just screw him. Keep on. They've gotten better at that. They've gotten better at that. Unless it's a head injury. A lot of times they'll leave you there unless it's a real foul, in which case, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, then they'll, you know, then they'll call it, uh, but yeah, you know, it's, it's like in, in basketball, um, you know, when a guy goes to the lane and he goes like this, so like, Oh, look, I was fouled. It's kind of like that. Uh, there's a reward to, uh, to laying there on the ground. Like you were hurt because you might get the other team a yellow card. And so that's why guys do it. Now, do they have that in soccer? Like they do now in basketball, the, the flopping rule. They do. Yes. And you could be yellow carded for flopping. Yes. There you go. We've spent so much time talking about stuff that really means nothing. It was just fun today. I didn't get to talk about what you're working on, what you have coming. Um, so what, what, yeah, what? I, have, I have an article uh, coming up today on uh, how the U.S. for those games, that window that I talked about, the U.S. men's national team, how they replaced their two most gifted players, Gio Reyna and uh, Christian Pulisic, neither of whom is healthy enough to play in these three games. So they've got to win, uh, play or win three important games without their two best players. Uh, who's going to step up to take those roles? Uh, uh, so I've got an article about that coming uh, later today. And then I'll be at Media Day Thursday and Friday to, uh, writing about hoops. We will be there, and we'll see Mike. Looking forward to it. We'll be, of course, coming live uh, Friday from uh, Gainsbridge Fieldhouse. Make sure I keep getting that right. That was the easiest switch I think I've ever had. I don't know why. It usually takes me a while uh, when there's a change uh, of stadium names or something like that. It's like, oh, it's so hard. This one has been pretty easy. And I don't know why, because they purposely left uh, (laughs) the other name in place while they were searching for the new name to make it, you're saying it even longer, but I don't know why, but it's really easy this time. (laughs) You're doing great, Jim. Mike, we appreciate you, brother, so much. Make sure you check out all of his writing at the um, the Sporting News. He's also on the Big Ten Networks because basketball season approaches and Fox. Uh, make sure you follow him there as well. Give him a follow on Twitter. Mike, I can't pre- tell you how much we appreciate you, man. Thanks, guys. We'll see you, see you Thursday. Take Absolutely. Care. We're back with more Indiana Sports Beat with Kevin Brockway right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Andy Morhonda of Bloomington and Southern Stone Restaurant. 
If you're in the market for a new Honda, Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington has the deals for you. How about a brand new 2021 or 2022 Honda Pilot? All the trims for 0% APR financing over 48 months and $0 down. Or how about a brand new 2021 Honda Passport? Also 0% APR financing over 48 months and $0 down. Get more to your door with AndyMoreHonda.com. Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington. Whether it's a celebration or just a relaxing night away from the kitchen, don't make the same old choices. Try something fresh and new. Southern Stone Restaurant at Rogers and Patterson in Bloomington is open for lunch and dinner. Southern Stone offers comfort food with Southern charm. You can sit on the outdoor patio or the spacious inside seating, knowledgeable bartenders with classic drinks, and you can catch the IU basketball and football coaches shows at Southern Stone Restaurant each week. Southern Stone Restaurant, located at Patterson and Rogers in Bloomington. We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let doctors Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. Hey, this is Jim Coyle with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. TheHoosier.com is where you'll find complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers as well as coverage of the Big Ten. Simply go to TheHoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also catch Indiana Sports Beat Radio there each day at your convenience, or you can find it in any place you podcast or on this station each weekday. If we're not on the station where you live, we should be. Ask for Indiana Sports Beat Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Whether you're looking for a relaxing night with the family, meeting for lunch, hanging with friends, or on the golf course, Psalms Restaurants has multiple locations and something for everyone. Psalms Restaurant in Fishers has homemade coffee cakes and much more. Psalms Place in Broad River has wings, tender steaks, and seafood. Psalms Ale House in Carmel and on 86th Street in Indy have a long list of craft beers and all of the right foods to go with. Plan a day on the links at Eagle Point in Bloomington, then stay for dinner at Psalms Clubhouse. Psalms Restaurants, professionals in the art of food and drink. This segment is brought to you by Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyne. Presented by Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington and Southern Stone Restaurant. Welcome back. It is Tuesday. Kevin Brockway with me here on uh, Indiana Sports Beat Radio. I'm looking at a... Uh, I just sent out a tweet, but I, I saw that someone had posted. Defensive stop rate for college football. Number one, Georgia, 93.4%. That's pretty damn good. They're giving up 0.26 points per drive on the season. Number two, Iowa, 85%. Giving up. Less than a point per drive. 
Here's very interesting. Number three, South Alabama. Ring a bell to you? The yep. head coach there, Kane Womack, Indiana's defensive coordinator last season. Number four, Cincinnati, a team that Indiana's already played. So Indiana's already played two of the four. Their defensive coordinator's at number three. And then you've got, how about Nebraska? And at number eight, 81.9%. And then Penn State is number 10 at 81%. So Indiana has already played three teams, three of the top defensive teams in the country. They still, they should have beaten Cincinnati. That drives me nuts, that game. It'll just drive me nuts all season. But um, where is Indiana on that list? You know what? It's a good question. Let me expand it on out because that is a good question. Wow, a lot further down than I thought. I haven't gotten to them yet, or I've missed them. That can't be correct. Holy crap. What? Give me a guess. Number, where they are. Out of 100, I'd say in the 50s, maybe. 75. Wow. Yeah, 75th. I mean, They're behind App State, North Carolina, Charlotte. Yeah, North Texas, Middle Tennessee, Washington State, UTEP, Bowling Green, Louisiana, West Virginia, Arizona, Mississippi State, SMU, Maryland. Which that's not a good sign. They've had to deal with a lot of short fields because of turnovers, but I think this defense has the played. Defense that- is way better than what they're appearing. The off it's because yeah. the offense is giving them nothing, no yeah. help whatsoever. Yeah. Eight, the defense uh, is way better than what the, it appears to be. Yeah, eight 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 quarters without a defensive touchdown. Uh, oh, eight quarters without an offensive touchdown scored Big Ten play right now. Iowa Penn State. You know, eight quarters, no touchdown, six points in two Big Ten games. That is brutal offense, and that uh, that's the bye week. You got to you got to figure things out, and they've certainly they've taken some hits. DJ Matthews, not Penix. Um, who, you know, certainly wasn't playing very well anyway in league play. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, nine of your first ten incompletions in that game against Penn State. I mean, you, you couldn't establish any kind of rhythm early in that game. You get the ball at the – you know, Raheem Lane gives you a golden opportunity with a, with a good interception early in that game where you have the ball in the red zone, you have it inside the four, and then you just uh, – you know, you just – you can't uh, you can't convert there. You know, fourth and one, you know, and uh, – you know, I know that, you know, they didn't do the Penix uh, scramble this time, but the hand, you know, you know, fourth and one, why not try a, uh, why not try a little play action there? Get roll Peyton Endershot out. Um, and uh, because you've proven that you're not a good short yardage team, certainly against a lot of these elite, you know, uh, defenses where uh, you're, you're just not blocking. And the offensive line play has been uh, mediocre to poor uh, throughout the whole season. Well, getting back to this, they're 12th out of 14 Big Ten teams in front of only Illinois and Northwestern. 12th in what, stop rate? Yes. Yeah, that's surprising because they have, I think, you know, Penn State game, I mean, they gave the offense every opportunity to, you know, get the ball back and do some things. But, you know, eventually a defense wears down, as you know. I mean, time of possession – it's They're giving up thing. almost right at two points a, a drive. But, you you know, you can't – I think that uh, when you can't establish a run game, uh, which Indiana has not, certainly in some of these games, 
um, against you know the higher level competition when you when you can't run the football, you can't grind out the clock. I mean, the time of possession eventually gets you too, and it, it wears down a defense. But uh, you know, Micah McFadden and Cam Jones, and I mean, the front seven of Indiana is uh, playing it with, with Ryder Anderson now. I mean, they're playing at a pretty high level. Um, and the back end, the secondary, they missed Jamar Johnson, the takeaway aspect of it, even though Raheem Lane had an interception. You know, they didn't play with Taiwan Mullen in that game against Penn State. And I thought the secondary – and, you know, uh, what's – you know, Reese Taylor went down the first half. And I, I still thought the secondary played reasonably well. I mean, Dotson had a couple plays, yeah, but uh, he's going to get those. But, uh, you know, you have a goal line stand. It's a 24 nothing game, and – I mean, if you just score a little bit, you probably make it a game in the fourth quarter. But you just, you know, you can't, you can't be that inept and that impotent on offense uh, and expect for it to, uh, you know, expect to compete. You know, sooner or later, you're going to wear down as a team. Yeah, um, they're uh, they're they're only stopping sixty seven percent of the drives, which. Yeah. Let's see, sixty one. What is that number right yeah. there? All right, so that's they've only faced sixty-one drives as opposed to Iowa, who's faced seventy, and is stopping at an eighty-five percent rate. Uh, let's see. Yep. Then see South Alabama doing it better. They've only faced fifty-two drives, which means their offense is playing better. Their offense is on the field more often. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you're getting better balance. Yeah. Nebraska doing it at a higher rate. 72 drives and 81%. So their defense is, is vastly improved. Penn State, 64 drives, very close. Uh, Michigan, 58, and they're at 80%. So their defense is vastly improved. That's that's not good news for Indiana fans as this offense continues to struggle, that other teams' defenses has improved, and their offenses are, are already good enough. going to be a problem. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's going to be telling. A couple of weeks will be telling Michigan State, you know, you're coming off a bye week, and uh, that's going to, and then you have Ohio State after that. So it doesn't get any easier. You know, you got two top 25 cup teams coming to Memorial Stadium in the next two weeks, and, um, and there's a lot that's going to have to get fixed. Um, but when you take a look at the back end of the schedule, other than Michigan, you've got a lot of winnable games, but. I think the big question is how banged up are you going to be at the second half of the season? And that kind of will to compete, you know, where is that going to be also? Like, are you going to mail it in because of the fact that, you know, you came in with these top 25 aspirations uh, playing in a, you know, major bowl game, and now you're going to be uh, scrounging just to get to the quick lane bowl or something, you know, or the pinstripe bowl or something like that in the second half of the season. Uh, or do you just do you just check it in and check out mentally? Um, that'll be a big test to Tom and uh, his staff and everyone just to keep guys motivated. I think. Well, speaking of Tom, let's hear. Uh, we we were able to normally Friday, Mondays are the uh, press conference day. Did not have that yesterday because of the bye week, but had a um, Zoom one instead. We were updated on several things. Tim Baldwin, uh, Michael Penix, of course, uh, he has that. AC injury, um, so he's in essence out for now. Um, I'll be honest; I, I will be shocked to see him return for two reasons. Number one, the injury is tough to deal with, uh, and it's going to take probably the rest of the season to deal with. 
the offense has done nothing. And I, I'm not saying it's his fault, but the offense has done nothing under him. It's time to try something different, period. And that's being forced because of the injury. But I don't – if there's any success whatsoever, there is no way that you can take Tuttle out of the starting lineup, even if Penix comes back. I agree. This is Tuttle's time to win the job, and uh, I think that uh, we'll see if he rises to the occasion. And I really wonder, seeing Michael Penix Jr., and I hate it for him, but to see him struggle the way he has this season, and it's not just him. There's a lot of things that go with this. Offensive line problem has plagued. I don't think – I don't know that they've progressed well. I don't know that they've been developed um, well the quarterback situation. So it's all not on him, but I, I, I don't know what his future holds. Now you, you've got Tuttle coming up. You've got Donovan McCulley. You've got Josh Hoover coming in from Texas, who is killing it down there. And now you will have basically in essence, a fourth consecutive season ending injury for Michael Penix. Yeah. And even though he has another year of eligibility, I, I just don't know. What do you do with that? Yeah. Well, you want to know what? The fact that, you know, Michael Penix is forced to scramble out of the pocket and gets tackled and gets injured, or the fact last year that Jack Tuttle got a separated shoulder in that game against Ole Miss and wasn't effective the rest of the game because he got hit uh, as he was – that's an indictment on your offensive line. You know, that's – if I'm an offensive lineman, I take that personally, that my quarterback's getting whacked around, and you take accountability – I mean, that's a problem, you know, that that's not like, you know, that's something that, you know, your quarterback keeps getting hit, he's going to get hurt. And, um, you know, that's, that's the onus on Darren Hiller. And that's the onus on, you know, the five guys in front, you know, you got to protect your quarterback here because listen, you know, Ohio state's going to be coming after Jack Tuttle, Michigan state's going to be coming after Jack Tuttle. You better protect them. Otherwise you're going to have Donovan McCulley in the game, a green freshman, um, because you don't really have anyone left, or, and then you have a bunch of walk-ons after that. So, yeah. And the one thing, Tuttle's tough, man. The first thing that happened to him when he came into that game is he took a shot and got planted. I mean, he took a defensive end's dream shot. Yep. And just planted that dude, and he got right up and continued. But he's done that. I've seen him take hits, and he's 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 a little tougher. He's not afraid to run. That's the difference. He's not afraid to do it. And so it gives them an option that they haven't had. Yeah, but you want to know what, Jim? Like, why Why should Tuttle be planted like that? You know, why can't your offensive line block better so that he has a clean pocket? That's my point, is that, you know, this has got, this has got to be on the five guys up front to protect your quarterback, to make sure he gets through a game, a season healthy. Um, and uh, I think that that's, I think that's a problem. I think that's a, a big onus and a big issue. You know, uh, create a clean pocket for the guy so that he can make the throws downfield and he can, you know, get through this unscathed. Yeah, and then you want, well, we'll talk about that stuff later on. But, uh, hey, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to hear from Tom Allen and uh, about the Tim Baldwin situation and the lack of depth, man. They, they're they hurting at running back right now. Yeah. Um, the running game is not manifested itself yet so far this year and now they've lost two out of their top three we'll talk about that more when we come back indiana sports beat brought to you by the great folks at andy moore honda if you're in the market for a new car 
any more Honda has the deals for you. You can get a brand new 2021 or 22 Honda Pilot with all the trims, 0% APR financing over 48 months, $0 down, or a 2021 Honda Passport, same deal. 0% APR financing, 0 down. Get more to your door at andymorehonda.com. Go see the guys at Andy Moore Honda. Tell them you heard it here, and you'll be going to an IU basketball game. All right, we're back with more right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington and Southern Stone Restaurant. Whether it's a celebration or just a relaxing night away from the kitchen, don't make the same old choices. Try something fresh and new. Southern Stone Restaurant at Rogers and Patterson in Bloomington is open for lunch and dinner. Southern Stone offers comfort food with Southern charm. You can sit on the outdoor patio or the spacious inside seating, knowledgeable bartenders with classic drinks, and you can catch the IU basketball and football coaches shows at Southern Stone Restaurant each week. Southern Stone Restaurant, located at Patterson and Rogers in Bloomington. Whether you're looking for a relaxing night with a family, meeting for lunch, hanging with friends, or on the golf course, Sam's Restaurants has multiple locations and something for everyone. Sam's Restaurant in Fishers has homemade coffee cakes and much more. Sam's Place in Broad River has wings, tender steaks, and seafood. Sam's Ale House in Carmel and on 86th Street in Indy have a long list of craft beers and all of the right foods to go with. Plan a day on the links at Eagle Point in Bloomington, then stay for dinner at Sam's Clubhouse. Sam's Restaurants, professionals in the art of food and drink. We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let doctors Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. Hey, this is Jim Coyle with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. The Hoosier.com is where you'll find complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers, as well as coverage of the Big Ten. Simply go to the Hoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also catch Indiana Sports Beat Radio there each day at your convenience, or you can find it in any place you podcast or on this station each weekday. If we're not on the station where you live, we should be. Ask for Indiana Sports Beat Radio. Hi, I'm Kyle Brinker from Brinker's Jewelers. They want to be surprised with a -a one-of-a-kind proposal in the little green box from Brinker's Jewelers, where every one of our diamonds are hand-selected by an owner of the company. That means every single diamond has to meet a Brinker standard on beauty and value. So if you plan on getting engaged, your engagement ring needs to come in that little green box from Brinker's Jewelers. Voted the best jewelry store six years in a row by Evansville Living Magazine and the Readers, located at the corner of Green River Road and the Lloyd Expressway, or online at brinkersjewelers.com. If you're in the market for a new Honda, Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington has the deals for you. How about a brand new 2021 or 2022 Honda Pilot? All the trims for 0% APR financing over 48 months and $0 down. Or how about a brand new 2021 Honda Passport? Also 0% APR financing over 48 months and $0 down. Get more to your door with andymorehonda.com. Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington. This segment is brought to you by Remax Advanced Realty, Indie Home Pros team by Cheryl Sizemore. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington and Southern Stone Restaurants. 
Welcome back. Indiana Sports Beat brought to you by Cheryl Sizemore, REMAX Indie Home Pros. If you're looking for a home in the Indy area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Cheryl has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore at 317-298-0961. That's 317-298-0961. Or Cheryl at IndieHomePros.com. Welcome back. Indiana Sports Beat on this Tuesday. Kevin Brockway with me. Uh, Tim Baldwin, the second of the top three running backs for Indiana in the portal. Um, and I, I'll be honest with you, this is pretty pretty easy to rat out how, I mean, to figure out what happened here. He, he fumbled the ball against Cincinnati in a crucial moment that could have helped Indiana win that game, which would have probably – really turn their season around because I that's going to be a game that continues to haunt them all year. It might be the game that ends up keeping them out of a bowl game. Um, but then in the next game at Western Kentucky, he nearly fumbled again, got it back, but that would have been a, that would have been a, probably a, a game losing turnover. Uh, Western Kentucky was, I don't know that who knows what would have happened, but that could have happened there. He gets one carry at Penn state. And then he goes into the portal. Um, Monday, in talking to Tom Allen, that's the question that I asked him was about this. And um, you could tell that he wasn't happy. That, I mean, I'm just, this is just me gleaming from how he talked, Kevin, and his, his body language, his body language, basically. He wasn't happy that he left. I don't think they were happy that Samson James left, but Samson James had kind of been a, a wanderer of sorts, but um, because Tom Allen talks about finding the right fits of players, the right player that for their program and all this, and that's so important to him. And I think he feels let down. I'm almost positive. He feels let down when he puts that hope and trust into a player and they do this on what I'm guessing is leaving because they're not getting the ball or whatever the case may be. Uh, but let's hear what Tom Allen had to say when I asked him that question about uh, Tim Baldwin. Well, there's no doubt it affects our depth without question. And so uh, other young men are going to have to step up. We do have several in that room. Uh, David Holland, as I mentioned, as a freshman, uh, will have opportunities to be able to, to step into that role. Uh, Charlie Spiegel, another young man that's here, has been here in his second season, uh, understands our system, a big, strong uh, young man that uh, has done a good job for us, and so he'll get his opportunity as well. And so, yeah, so to me, it's uh, other guys will have a chance to step up and fill that void. So bottom line is, is that uh, this is a football team. And uh, I want guys that are all in, bought in, and ready to do whatever is necessary and whatever the role may be, that uh, they're the guys that we can count on, uh, that they're smart, tough, and dependable. And that dependability piece is a huge thing. So, uh, you know, that to me is, is – this is the awesome thing about uh, this sport. Uh, that's why I love football so much, that, that uh, you know, we always say two things reveal who you really are. And that is over time and with pressure. And time and pressure reveal. Uh, who, who we are, and they uh, expose things. And so, to me, uh, it gives us a chance to really know uh, who our players are and who we can count on. And, and, and when things get hard, uh, you want to be able to have guys that you know that you trust and you can depend on them. So that's what we're figuring out as this process goes through, and that's what uh, adversity does. So excited to see this team respond and see who steps up into those roles. I don't think that he left much to the imagination there. I mean, I think he was pretty – 
dead on on what he was saying and that on what I said, they're, they're all about the fits and uh, you know, the time and the pressure. That's, that's how you form diamonds uh, time and pressure. But, and that's what he's talking about that, that the guys that they thought that were good fits, not good fits. And he's referring to, to Tim Baldwin, who I, I basically didn't get his way, not getting the, the carries, whatever. I don't know what was going on in that room. I'm not in the room, but you're can pretty much ascer- get ascertain it by, by his comments and body language. Yeah, and don't forget, I mean, Baldwin is a guy that averaged 6.1 yards per carry last year. As a freshman, he was a nice kind of story in terms of a guy that um, really, you know, uh, had, had some, and ran for 100, over 100 yards against Maryland. Um, so he showed some talent and he showed some ability. But ball security is so important. Um, and uh, certainly that uh, that game against Cincinnati, where he really started out in that Cincinnati game running the ball well. And I thought he would accept that role as a number two back for a year because Stephen Carr was a grad transfer, but obviously was upset with that role. And, um, you know, you've, you've got some guy, you know, uh, Davion Irvin Pointexter is an interesting guy, walk on who's worked his way up. I think he assumes that number two role. I think they trust him blocking. And even, uh, that kid, Chris Childers, uh, the transfer from Indiana State, has seen a carrier two here and there. So you got those two. You got Charlie Spiegel, and you got David Holloman, who now becomes the second scholarship guy, though. And uh, I think he's a guy that uh, uh, is going to be, um, you know, interesting to see because we heard a lot of good things about him in camp. Um, he'll get he might he might get some opportunities too to show a little bit of his worth. But a lot of it's Stephen Carr, and a lot of it is. Like I said, you know the five guys up front. You know you got to you got to open holes uh, for guys. And um, Michigan State will be very telling um, in terms of that in a couple of weeks. Not just running the football too with Michigan State, but stopping the run because they have the best running back in the league right now. And uh, Kenneth Walker the third, another guy who's um, really burst on the scene. You talk about a back that's burst on the scene and and done a really good job. That guy has really fueled Michigan State's uh, turnaround as much as anyone this season. And there's a lot of uh, oh, people just talking about it. ESPN's College Game Day this week, going to um, the Red River rivalry between Texas and Oklahoma down in Dallas, as opposed yep. to the top five showdown between Iowa and Penn State. And I don't understand why they're up. Dude, ESPN doesn't give a crap about Big Ten teams. They don't carry the Big Ten. They yep. carry – the SEC, they carry the ACC, they carry the Big 12. They're not going to promote a Fox game over an ESPN or an ABC game. That's just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, and what well, happened to college game? They used to always go to games that, that were played at 8 o'clock at night. Yeah. Both of these games, one's at noon and one's at 3.30. Yeah, yeah. Well, Red River Shootout is a great traditional rivalry game, um, so there's something to be said for that. But it's it's interesting because I did a story um, about 15 years ago when I was in Gainesville um, where they gave me some great behind-the-scenes access on ESPN College Game Day. It was the week that Florida played LSU uh, back when they were both top two top ten teams. And that used to be the argument, too, because that was a CBS game. That was a 3.30 game. It wasn't an ESPN televised game, but they went – and back then, that was the big argument. Do you televise the best game of the week, which in this case would be Penn State-Iowa because it's 5-4, or do you televise 
is game day supposed to be at the best game of the week or is it game day supposed to be at the best game that you televise because <laughs> you promote and um, Chris Fowler, uh, you know, back then, I mean, he had a little bit of an issue with it. Uh, he thought it should be the best game every week, regardless of the television partners. But I think ESPN in the last 15 years has probably gone more the branding route. You know, the, the best game that they're going to televise is the game that they're going to be at. But uh, they were, well, they were at Iowa, Iowa State. Um, was that an ABC game? Um, so that involved the Big Ten team. Um, and, of course, Iowa beat uh, the, uh, you know, the, that was the Cyhawk game and uh, Iowa won. It was a big game. But uh, they were at uh, they were at the, uh, a, a Big Ten game then. So, yeah, it's uh, so I, I, I don't just who cares? I, I, who cares if college game day is there? Especially with such a short turnaround to that game, but um, yeah, it's who, who gives a rat's butt. But uh, it is that's going to be a great game. Speaking of which, I just talked about the defensive stop rates, or those two teams are playing this Saturday uh, in Iowa City. That is going to be a great game to watch. And here's the difference: I give Iowa the edge. Here's 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 the difference between Penn State and Iowa's defense. Iowa's defense is doing what Indiana's defense did last year, which is turnovers. I mean, they've been turning guys over at an incredible rate. I mean, they turned Maryland over seven times in that game. Obviously, they turned Indiana over three times in the opener. Um, That's, you know, their bread and butter. They're really setting their offense up well with these short fields because they're turning the ball over. Uh, They're they're getting the takeaways. Um, And Indiana, again, you know, you look at Indiana this year, how many takeaways – five or six, which is respectable. And Raheem Lane had a, a good early one in that Penn State game. But, again, you don't cash in on it because you go for it on fourth and one. You have a bad play call that doesn't work. Um, but that was last year. I, so much of it is turnovers. And I remember Miami in 2017 at a Rick, the one probably the best season they've had, one of the better seasons they had in the century in the last 15 years was the turnover chain. You know, that was the year that they were – turning guys over at an amazing rate and creating short fields. And they got all the way to the ACC title game and got thumped by Clemson. But, um, you know, you turn guys over and you make it a lot easier on your offense, you're going to do really well. That's what Iowa has done tremendously well this year. Uh, I saw one, one of those uh, Talia passes on, um, I, I think it was Friday night. Uh, one, of their, one of their safeties made a great play where he just tipped it. I mean, that ball was thrown on a rope, but he got his hand up, he tipped it. Tip drill led to an interception with the back free safety, and uh, that's what I was doing. They're turning guys over. Yeah, and doing it at a very, very high rate. Um, yeah. So, and that, and they started doing it right off the bat at the start of the season, and that gives you nothing but confidence from the get go. And man, they are they're continuing. I hate that. I hate that that Iowa and Penn State are playing right now because I think that that is going to end up being the Big Ten championship game. Um, but we'll see a rematch. Uh, we'll see. I'll tell you what, Ohio State is starting to get right. I know it was only Rutgers, but they, they looked pretty – they looked like a machine uh, on Saturday. Um, so I think Ohio State, Penn State, you know, that's going to be an interesting game. That's going to be in Columbus by the end of the year. I still think that Ohio State has a chance to get back in this thing, and uh, but uh, I, and they're starting to solve some things on defense. But – I think you know, and and Michigan too looks very strong this year under Harbaugh. You know, they their defense has improved, 
Aiden Hutchinson is playing really well. So it could be a three-horse race in the East, Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. I think all three of those teams. Hey, don't forget um, Michigan State. They're not – They're unde- aren't they undefeated still? Michigan State's undefeated, but I thought that Nebraska exposed some things that Nebraska starting to play better in the West. But I don't think Michigan State is quite at that level yet talent-wise um, where Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State are. Didn't they put a bunch of points on the board this last week? Like, didn't they score 50 points against whoever they played? Well, no, they played Western Kentucky. It was 48, but they gave up 31. And their, their defense, the same amount that Indiana gave up. Their defense still has hold. Yeah, but, I mean, don't forget, Indiana went down there. Uh, Western Kentucky yeah, went down there. That's, uh, and, that's, and, a, that's an offense that they're not going to face the rest of the season, though. Yeah, yeah, no, both teams. But, I mean, the fact that Western Kentucky went on the road and still scored 31 at Michigan State tells you that Michigan State has some holes defensively. The only thing that Michigan State has – is an amazing punt returner and Jaden Reed, who has retur- already returned to back-to-back weeks, returned punts for touchdowns against Nebraska and Western Kentucky special teams. That's going to be huge next week. And KCT Gardens cover units, which have already given up a touchdown on a kickoff return against Kentucky, that's going to be big next week as well. I mean, they're you know Indiana's coverage units on special teams are going to have to be on point with him uh, in order to. Uh, you know, not give up that kind of a big play that could turn around the game. Yeah, I'm looking up uh, the games that are all coming up this weekend. Um, I haven't pulled that up yet, and I'm just curious. That's just, oh, wow. Wisconsin might as well be having a bye week. They're playing. That cannot be basket. That cannot be football. That has to be basketball. Really? Where's Indiana? Yeah, that has to. That's, I don't know what that is. Never mind. Pulled up the wrong thing. But Indiana gets a bye week this week, and they need they get two weeks to work on this offense. Wisconsin's got Illinois, by the way. What? What? But what can they get done? Here's the. I don't see how they fix the problems that they're having because the problems they're having go deeper than, than time. It's not time. They have the people in place, the offensive line. They have the players they said they needed, the depth they said they needed. What's gone wrong? Where, where, what has happened? Well, the physicality on the offensive line is not there right now, and that that needs to be fixed, I think, above anything else. The fact that you don't really have um, the guys that are – and you you would you would have thought a little older, more mature guys like Caleb Jones, guys like uh, Bedford, uh, guys like Haggard, who showed a lot of promise last year. You would think that it would work, but it hasn't. And Kadic and Dylan Powell at center uh, is looks appears to be a downgrade from Kreider last year. So I, I think that that's the issue. You know, you just don't have that. Uh, you, you know against the big boys, you haven't shown that level of physicality. Um, but um, maybe two, like I said, you know, certainly I think Ohio State and Michigan State, I think after that, physically, you're going to have some better matchups with teams like Maryland, Purdue, Rutgers, Minnesota, um, as opposed to uh, facing the big – this schedule was very front-loaded. And for Indiana to go through some of the injuries and the issues that they've gone through – it's, uh, it's really tough, but I, I think on the back end, you probably have some more favorable matchups in terms of physicality. But are you going to be beat up and dispirited again? 
second half of the season, uh, or are you going to be able to make a run the second half of the season to at least make it a respectable season? I think this is going to be a weekend that Rutgers finds out where they are because they'll host Michigan State. And to me, that's as about a good a test as they can see where they are. If they can upset Michigan State or play with them, that that shows improvement. Which we know that they're better, but that that we'll see how much they have actually improved. Yeah, you know, like Rutgers, you know, they they played Michigan really tough in the Big House, and then they laid an egg last week against Ohio State. So, but I think when you're a program like that that's trying to build, you're going to go through that. You remember two years ago. Indiana got blown out at home against Ohio State, but they still made a bowl. They made it all the way to the Gator Bowl that year. They shook that off, and they played better. The you know after that, they learned from that blowout loss, and so we'll see what Rutgers does. Can they do that? And can they just shake that loss off quickly, or do they let that affect them mentally? I, I think that'll be uh, fascinating to see uh, against Michigan State. Uh, other games: Maryland is at Ohio State on Saturday at noon. Number seven, Ohio State. Uh, Kevin mentioned Wisconsin at Illinois. That could be interesting. Uh, Illinois uh, has not played well. Wisconsin's not great either. It could see if they turn things around. Michigan, this game might be a little more interesting than people think. Number nine, Michigan, going to Nebraska. Nebraska's defense has gotten better. I just talked about that on the on the list a minute ago, but they they and they also scored. 50 points against Northwestern. Yep. What's I know it's Northwestern. They're down, but that's still their offense has not scored 50 points in a long time. So Nebraska has improved. Um, Scott it's going to be a, a situation where Michigan is going to be uh, in a hostile environment, sell out at Nebraska and Lincoln all the time. Um, that could be a fun game. I think so. Yeah. And, and, you know, Scott Frost said after the Northwestern game, he said, that's how it's supposed to look, you know, and he's been waiting for that offense and you've got the dual threat guy in Adrian Martinez, who has a lot of ability, but has been inconsistent, but he certainly showed in that game uh, that, uh, you know, he can, he can run that offense uh, really particularly well. How about, uh, by the way, in the side there, um, you, I don't know if you saw Kentucky upset Florida last week. How about the Nebraska transfer? Wandale Robinson with a touchdown in that game uh, did really well. Uh, so uh, I thought that was, uh, that was interesting as well. I, uh, it's, it's a shame that uh, Nebraska doesn't have Wandale because I thought he was an exciting player. Uh, but I warned my SEC friends about him. I said, hey, watch out for this kid, Wandale Robinson at Kentucky. He's going to be pretty good. And he, sure enough, big play on the screen class, scores a touchdown and Kentucky upsets uh, Florida, and there's a there's a lot of noise in the system down there in Gainesville between uh, Dan Mullen and then uh, the former coach Urban Meyer and his situation. And <laughs> is that even? Do you are, are you saying that there's a possibility that could you imagine Urban? Is this Urban Meyer's last coaching job in Jacksonville, or could you see him going back to Florida? Or you could see him go to USC. That's been the big rumors. Everyone thinks that he's going to go west. Why would USC pull him in when he's sucking? At Jacksonville, I know it's the because, NFL but... because Urban's a proven he's a proven winner in college. Yeah, you know, the NFL is not working out for him, but he is a proven winner in college. I mean, he, he won a national championship in Florida, he won a national championship in Ohio State. You cannot deny that he is a great college coach, but uh, it is uh, a different animal in the NFL, and uh, for him uh, not to go back on that flight on Thursday and then be caught in the shenanigans over the weekend uh, uh, with the cell phone and. Uh, you know, uh, that's, uh, that's problematic. Yeah, how about that, man? Yeah. 
that's problematic. You got to be you got to be careful. You're you know, when you're a celebrity like that, your circle has to be extremely tight, as you know, Jim, because you're a local celebrity. You know? Yeah, right. Um, the thing is, was that did he own that bar? Uh, yeah, because he's got a bar. It's in suburban Columbus, right? I don't know if that was the bar that he was at, but I know he's he's got some bars there um, in uh, Dublin, Ohio, which uh, you know, uh, it's the uh, it's the fastest growing city in uh, Ohio because it's always Dublin. Why is he there in the middle of the NFL season? Yeah, that's the thing. And like, why is he not, especially he's- in the NFL season in which you're getting your butt handed to exactly? You. If you're Owen, I think that's the bigger issue, you know. And uh, listen, you know, and. Some of that stuff is between Urban and his wife and his family, you know, and certainly that's embarrassing and probably causes pain from a family standpoint. But also it's, yeah, why aren't you flying home with the team? Why aren't you, you're 0-4, why aren't you uh, locked down in that office and, uh, you know, trying to figure out uh, how to do a better job on third and two, you know? Uh, I think we need to take a break. John's telling us when we come back, we can talk about a little bit NFL, the uh, Chargers and, uh, and Las Vegas last night. They had a, a weather delay in a domed stadium. How about that? How does that happen? Ask uh, your boy, the Raiders coach, Jim, Jim uh, John Gruden. He'd like to know too. Hey, we got plenty more. Back with it. Kevin Brockway's with me. Indiana Sports Beat returning right after this. Brought to you by our great friends at Cheryl Sizemore Remax. Indy Home Pros. If you're in the market for a home in the Indy area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty. Cheryl's got over two decades decades of experience. That could be the difference in you getting the home you want. Uh, make sure you reach out to Cheryl Sizemore at 317-298-0961 or Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com. Back with more right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Andy Morhonda of Bloomington and Southern Stone Restaurant. Whether you're looking for a relaxing night with a family, meeting for lunch, hanging with friends, or on the golf course, Sam's Restaurants has multiple locations and something for everyone. Sam's Restaurant in Fishers has homemade coffee cakes and much more. Sam's Place in Broad Ribble has wings, tender steaks, and seafood. Sam's Ale House in Carmel and on 86th Street in Indy have a long list of craft beers and all of the right foods to go with. Plan a day on the links at Eagle Point in Bloomington, then stay for dinner at Sam's Clubhouse. Sam's Restaurants, professionals in the art of food and drink. We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let doctors Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. Whether it's a celebration or just a relaxing night away from the kitchen, don't make the same old choices. Try something fresh and new. Southern Stone Restaurant at Rogers and Patterson in Bloomington is open for lunch and dinner. Southern Stone offers comfort food with Southern charm. You can sit on the outdoor patio or the spacious inside seating, knowledgeable bartenders with classic drinks, and you can catch the IU basketball and football coaches shows at Southern Stone Restaurant each week. Southern Stone Restaurant, located at Patterson and Rogers in Bloomington. Running a business is filled with pressures and banking shouldn't be one of them. I'm Dane Chandler, commercial officer with Banterra Bank and we want to be your financial partner. We know that the cost of starting, growing, or acquiring a new business can stretch beyond what you have saved. 
That's why we offer a variety of financing solutions, including SBA loans for small businesses. Give me, Dane Chandler, a call at 812-401-4323 to get started. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Hello, everybody. Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Speed. When I'm not covering the Hoosiers, you can find me at Bubba's 33 in Clarksville, located on the northeast corner of I-65 at Veterans Parkway. Bubba's 33 has hand-tossed pizzas, bold burgers, and ice-cold beer from a select list of local craft brewers. An incredible food selection, all made fresh daily. Whether you're meeting the team for that post-win meal in the family dining area or meeting friends for happy hour to watch the game on one of Bubba's 50 TVs, Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. If you're in the market for a new Honda, Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington has the deals for you. How about a brand new 2021 or 2022 Honda Pilot? All the trims for 0% APR financing over 48 months and $0 down. Or how about a brand new 2021 Honda Passport? Also 0% APR financing over 48 months and $0 down. Get more to your door with AndyMooreHonda.com. Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington. This segment is brought to you by AAA Insurance. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle. Presented by Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington and Southern Stone Restaurant. Welcome back. Indiana Sports Beat Radio brought to you by AAA Insurance. Hey, we all need some insurance, whether it's auto, home, renters, or life insurance, and you need to be insured by someone who cares about you. For those of you in the southwest Indiana, Evansville, or south Illinois area, reach out to our friends at AAA Insurance today for your auto, home, life, and renter's insurance needs, 812-477-9966. That's 812-477-9968. It's AAA Insurance. Be covered by someone who cares about you. Major League Baseball playoffs are set, man. Uh, The Dodgers did not win the NL West and had one of the greatest seasons ever. Yeah, 105 games. Did not uh, beat out the Giants or 107 games. Has there ever been a team that won 105 games and did not win a division? Well, there was a team. Yeah, no, there was a team in 1993 that won. And, you know, this was back before the wild card that won 102 games and did not make – playoffs and that was the Giants they lost to the Braves on the last day wow back in the NL West yeah yep that pennant race so uh it is it's amazing but it can happen um and um it was uh that was a great uh, that was a great pennant race and uh you had that back in the day when you had you know the divisional you just had the two divisional winners in each league and I think before that in the 1960s you just had one division in the AL and the NL and the winner went to the World Series so um, it's uh, it's certainly changed, and I think there's talk about expanding the postseason again uh, with the new collective bargaining agreement, which uh, you know would be would be interesting in light of some of what's going on. Because now the Dodgers have a one game wild card, the Cardinals have been red hot, and you could have a 105 team win team going home after one day, uh, while the Braves, who won 80 something games and won their division, will get a full series because they won their division and. I think there's a question about whether you recede them or do something different, you know. Of course you do, because I I think it's ridiculous, especially in baseball, with as much cross-play as there is. Forget the stupid divisions. If if your division's weak, it doesn't matter. I mean, I think you seed. Uh, You just – I think professional baseball, professional sports, you seed, period. You're playing professional. 
professionals. So you see them and that, yeah, to have either the Dodgers or the Giants go home that quick would be crazy. Yeah. Just idiotic. Why It's idiotic to me because obviously they're the two best teams in the National League. Yeah. And now you have the hottest team at the end of the year facing them, the Cardinals, who have won, what, they won 17 in a row in September? Uh, that crazy run to get that did wild card. Yeah, they did. They lost a couple times that last week, but I mean, they're still playing with so much confidence right now at such a high level that they could they could easily knock out the Dodgers on Wednesday. I mean, that could that could very well happen. But um, you know, uh, that's the other thing. Do you make the wild card a best of three? There's been a lot of discussion about that. Or Why how you, not? How you, you play hand- all those freaking games? What the hell's two more? Yeah, you know, but there's some there's some excited about a one and done game. You got the Yankees and the Red Sox tonight. That's going to be a one and done game, uh, with uh, you know uh, up in uh, up in Boston, up in Fenway Park, with uh, all the chatterheads up there, and uh, that'll be uh, that'll be exciting. Yankees Red Sox is always uh, a big deal, and um, we'll see uh, we'll see who comes out on top there. Yep, uh, a little NBA news: the NBA and its players' union have agreed to terms for financial penalties for players who miss home games as a result of violating local COVID-19 vaccine mandates in New York and San Francisco. Unvaccinated players on uh, the Knicks, the Brooklyn Nets, and uh, Golden State Warriors will lose 191.6 of their salary each home game they miss this season. And that 191st, whatever that is, for Kyrie Irving, uh, let's see. The one player known to potentially be in violation of laws mandating that is Kyrie Irving, who, um, let's see, he's under a $34.9 million contract this season. Each game missed would cost him $381,000. Give me that. I'm glad, man, can you imagine? That's that's life-changing for most people. Yep. And it's sick that that is – possibility but oh well, i'm not gonna waste my time talking about someone like that look at jennifer go cardinals ha cardinals fan of course she's down in evansville though you would expect that are there a lot of evans are there a lot of cardinal fans in evansville oh yeah big big time why big time. that's what i'm saying ross said uh we were talking soccer earlier lexington getting a usl team and a new stadium yeah. wow so th- where, where will they be called? The Lexington what? Thoroughbreds, probably. Who knows? Something silly. The Keeneland Thoroughbreds? Who knows? Who knows? What do you have working on that you're working on, Kevin? I got some uh, coming out tomorrow on Miller Cop. Former, you know, uh, new guy and talking a lot about him wanting to show that he's more than just a shooter, that uh, he's trying to expand other areas of his game. Um, and uh, is going to have to, right, in terms of uh, the switching defense. Of course, we did not see Miller Cop uh, in the uh, warm-up section of uh, Hoosier Hysteria, so that uh, certainly raises some questions that we'll have to ask uh, Mike uh, Woodson on Friday. And I'm sure you also noticed Christian Lander in that walking boot, uh, which uh, was not uh, – He seemed – he was walking ball. around afterwards. He seemed fine. Um, he was going to be in the dunk contest, but it's all precautionary stuff is what I think. Yeah, I think yeah. Anything. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, we'll uh, we'll see, and uh, that'll be something. Like I said, you know, we'll uh, we'll probably address it uh, media day with uh, Mike on Friday, and I'll be there for media day coverage as well. Um, you know, interesting. We didn't talk about this with Mike, but you know, they're, they're doing the women too there. 
kind of like a crossover. And I'm sure that's an equity thing that they've maybe discussed with regards to that, like with uh, getting kind of a little more publicity for the women's teams as well. Um, and uh, it'll be a big year for Terry Moore coming off the Elite Eight appearance uh, also in terms of that. Absolutely. Uh, a little expectation. For yeah. Indiana women's basketball. Allie Pappard said he, she wanted to bring back a banner, right? To the, uh, you know, she said that during Hoosier hysteria. That's why she came. Well, she, she might be the year. spokesman for that team, but Grace Berger is is the the head honcho. She yeah. is the yeah. best player. I, I think that Grace Berger is probably the best player in Indiana women's basketball history. Uh, and I don't, that's, that's a little guess on there because I, I've not gone back and researched if they've had some, uh, and I know they've had a couple of players that were really good, but Grace Berger is just a baller. I, I remember watching her two years ago, and I'm like, that girl can just play. And I don't mean for girls. She's just a baller. She's yeah. a basketball player, man. Um, yeah. She's just good. She is sound fundamentally. She is probably going to go pro. Um, she is just that there, and I know people look at Tyra Buss and they look at Allie Patberg. This is the girl that's going to be the one that goes pro. She's the one that is going to be the player, I think, the, the best player of all time uh, for Indiana. Not, not the all-time scoring leader, obviously. Tyra did that. Uh, Grace Berger does not try to do that. She stays within the team. And this is a good team. They have players at all the different positions and are all coming ba- back. Alexa Goube, Mackenzie Holmes, yeah. Allie Patberg, like you said, uh, Cardenio, Hillary Cardenio. Uh, uh, yeah, Jalen Penn transferred, you know, but uh, most of that core is back. And, uh, yeah, Cardano Hillary, obviously. And and Berger, I mean, yeah, such a good shooter too, right? Good mid-range and can stop on the dime and shoot. And, yeah, she's got a tremendous amount of ability and talent. Uh, and it'll be, like I said, fun to see uh, what, uh, what she does. Louisville girl, right, you know? Um, I, I promise you that um, um, Louisville's they look back and say, eh, we may have made a mistake on that one. Jalen Penn got out of Louisville as well, but that one was not Louisville as a great women's basketball program. Uh, Coach Waltz has done a tremendous job there, but uh, I promise you, he, he probably wishes he had that one back. Yeah, yeah, because Grace is a player. I mean, she can really do it, and uh. Yeah, Terry Moore and a lot of expectations this year. So uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, them and the men. Obviously, uh, the next two days, uh, it'll be a, a lot of work, but a lot of fun uh, going up there to Indy and uh, given uh, given the coverage. And uh, Adam Jardy had me vote on the uh, Big Ten poll, uh, it's a media poll this year. So uh, that, I think that comes out tomorrow. Um, so uh, hopefully the Indiana fans don't see it. You know, <laughs> like I, hopefully he doesn't break down the specific votes. But uh. oh, I hope he does. I want to see where did you put him? Uh, I think I had him eight out of four. Men's basketball. Men's basketball. I had eight out of four, fourteen. Yeah, you got to be kidding me! And you save this till the end, till till the end of the show. Yeah. Because Listen, enough two years where they were tied for tenth and eleventh. You know what I mean? It's you know it's yeah. eighth. I, I, I'm not seeing that. Who besides? The, the normal, besides uh, Michigan, Purdue, Ohio State, Maryland. Illinois. Illinois. Okay, those five. I'm going to give you those five. Rutgers and Michigan State. I had a, yeah. Okay. Yep. It's going to be interesting. I, I, I think they're going to end up fifth. 
Well, you think they're going to be better than Illinois, Rutgers, of Michigan State? I don't know that. I mean, we don't know until we see them, but I, I think they're going to surprise a few people. Uh, I do. I think that the – Listen, the if they're top eight in the Big Ten this year, they'll still probably make the tournament. Oh, absolutely. They're going to make the yeah. – I think I expect them to be a tournament yeah. team. No yeah. question. No doubt. Uh, but I, I think that. they're still like – I think their ceiling is still borderline NCAA tournament team. Uh, Ross said he saw that IU women's basketball re- received a top 100 recruit yesterday. I didn't see that, but I will have to dig into that. Thank you, Ross. Appreciate that. Uh, but looking forward to it. Yeah, this week we'll be up there on Thursday live for the take the show live Thursday because that's the IU day. And I don't, I'm not going to go up there for both days like I normally do. Um, well, the IU day is Friday, not Thursday. That's what I meant. It's Friday. Yeah. Um, just going up Friday, not Thursday and Friday. Uh, yeah, IU and Purdue are both on Friday, so but I'm going to go up both days because I have to do a Big Ten page and stuff, so I have to gather info for that. So we're looking forward to it, and we'll be coming there, and um, hopefully we'll get some of the guys on. Looking forward to see if we can get some of the coaches, some of the players on. We don't know. Let's see what all we can get scheduled, but uh, we'll be uh, heading in that direction looking forward to it. I hope everybody else had a great day, had fun. We did here. I cannot thank uh, Mike DeCourcy enough, as always, and Kevin Brockway and John, the producer. Most importantly, got to thank you guys because without you, there's uh, nothing for us to do. But uh, make sure you comment, reach out, give uh, Kevin a follow on Twitter, and please give my give me one as well, at Jim Coyle ISB. Would appreciate that very much if you go do that. And make sure if you're not a subscriber on YouTube that you go do that. Just subscribe and hit notifications so you can uh, get the broadcast. Hey, we'll be back tomorrow to do it again. Dylan Sin, Kyle Nedenrip. No, he's going to be back on Thursday. Bob Kravitz. Uh, we'll see what uh, we can get scraped up tomorrow. Have a great day. And until then, I'm Jim Coyle. I'll see you on the radio. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.